Welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. R.T. Stringer's here with me today. R.T. I'm here. Do you smell that in here? Oh, yeah. Do you know what that is? <laughs> Do I smell that? That's great. You know, I lost my sense of smell like eight months ago, oh, right? Oh, man. Hasn't came back. It smells so good in here. I wish you could smell. I just, I made a, so I just got a half a cow. I can weekend. see that you made brisket. I made some brisket. You shared it with producer Blake. I didn't get a piece. I can't smell it, but it does look delicious. <laughs> it was good. Good. It's good. I've never made brisket before. Nice. Like this gave a thumbs up, so must be good. Aren't Texans known for their brisket or something? Yeah, I guess there's two. There's a Texas way and another way to cook it. And oh, you did it the other way. I did it the Texas way. Okay, I, I got a friend from Texas. We're gonna have to have him try it sometime. We can do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. I got another one sitting in the freezer and sweet, along with like uh, 300 pounds of hamburger. So yeah, right. <laughs> it's crazy when you get a cow. It is how much hamburger you get. It is. I took my truck out there and filled up the truck bed. And yeah. It's like I should have got. A, I need a bigger deep freezer. So I think I think I warned you about that. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I was shocked at how much it was. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we have that going on. Anything else? No, not really. All right. Have a good week. Great week. Finally got to do drywall again. Yeah. It's like the part that I've missed about my job mm-hmm. for the last, I don't know, while. Yeah. So It's yeah. crazy how you have a job that you like doing the certain things, but then you find yourself like doing paperwork or the yeah. part you don't like. Yeah, you find yourself doing more management stuff, and that's not why you took on the job in the first place. Yeah. It's almost like there's a time for management stuff and a time to hang drywall. Look at you going right <laughs> back that... into Ecclesiastes. So we're jumping in. We're in the middle of, uh, this is week three of our series, looking Ecclesiastes chapter three, right? Yep. Looking um, at eight verses. And... Yeah, I think we're doing what, verses five and six today? Five and six. So uh, yeah, the last two have been been fun. I've learned a lot working through it. And yeah. Do you have, are you pulling up your Bible over there? Yeah, I got it. You got it? You yep. want to read verse yep. five and six? So yeah, let's do verses five and six. Okay. Um, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. Yeah. So I've been thinking about these verses today. and Yeah, we kind of tried to break it down a little bit last night. You know, By we, not you and I, we. No, no, me and the, me and the wife. You we and the uh, wife. I was trying to go to sleep. She was trying not to let me go to sleep. Yeah. So, so she just broke out the Bible and laid in bed with me. So <laughs> That's right. okay. No, hey, look, clean it up. It's not like that. <laughs> she, she didn't get all biblical on me, okay? <laughs> this wasn't a song of Solomon. <laughs> this was not a song of Solomon. <laughs> but, uh, so you're falling asleep. She says, honey, do you want to have a Bible study? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Then you woke up, and then you saw she actually had her Bible out. Yeah, yeah okay. she had fully clothed and had her Bible out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. So you guys started talking. What'd you guys learn during your Bible study? At, well, because you go to bed like at seven thirty or something stupid. Right? I'm not that old. Okay. But yeah. Um, try, to, try to get my twelve hours in. Yeah. So I was reading through it. I was looking at verse five: a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. And she said, "Well, what do you think that means?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, there's a time to cast stones at someone you don't like. <laughs> there's a time to gather stones for casting them at someone. Yeah, getting ready. And, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of like loading and reloading. Um, yeah. She told me I was wrong. She said, well, think about the time that this was written. She said, you know, this is a time of people putting in small gardens, maybe a vineyard. And then she brought up Rachel's vineyard. Yeah. You remember that? The When you planted some grapes. And... Yeah, I planted some grapes because I was like, this is part of my COVID plan when COVID mm-hmm. first became a big thing. I decided if the whole world shut down, Nick's going to be able to make wine. Um, <laughs> for communion yeah. here at church. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for, yes. <laughs> yeah, for communal use. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, I it didn't work out so well. We so, sold the house, sold the grapevines with the house. I don't even think the new owners keep it up, but not yeah. my department, not my business anymore. <laughs> so anyway, but she said, you know, why would you want to cast away stones, you know, in your field and so things can grow? There's a time to gather stones where, like, you know, you can build a fence or build a wall, mm-hmm. kind of keep people and things out of your field. Yeah. So I don't know, just looking at different ways last night of how to look at that verse. You got anything for that? You know, this isn't what, what you want to hear from your pastor, but okay. that's that's just a tough verse to interpret. Like Yeah. I don't think we I don't think we really know what's being said there fully. Like even if you, you read like some Bible scholars and things, some think that maybe they're casting stones into a field to stop others from planting there. Oh yeah. You, you know what like if you conquer an area kind of like throw stones going back field, to what I thought. Yeah, kind of. You know, or you're not like really throwing them at someone. You're right. Just, and then if someone leaves, maybe you're taking the stones out of the field. So there's several different thoughts there. Yeah. But it, but I think it's just overall the theme we're seeing in Ecclesiastes 3 is that, hey, there's a season for everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we see there. So, yeah. Then it rolls right into a, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I think this is a COVID thing. We have to quit hugging and shaking hands because is, of COVID. Is that what it is? That's so what it's it a time is. to refrain from embracing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so don't embrace me. Yeah. I, d- I didn't know how that played into your Bible study last night. Oh. Uh, to embrace. There was some embracing. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it. Uh, yeah. Did you guys write down anything about that one? There was no time for writing down anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anything else on verse 5? <laughs> I think we're going to move past that Let's one. move past it. <laughs> a time to seek? Was that? Never mind. Um, and a time <laughs> to lose. You don't want to go down that nope. road either? <laughs> nope. A time to seek and a time to lose. Any thoughts? Nope. Okay. We're going to spend most of our time on this last one, I think. A time to keep and a time to cast away. Yeah. Which that's, I think that's where we'll spend the bulk of this time looking at w- what that looks like. Yeah, so. yeah, we uh, we kind of broke it down a little bit last night. We we actually were kind of thinking about friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like friendships come and go in life, and uh, there's just a season for friendships. And sometimes you're there to help somebody through a season, and sometimes they're there to help you through a season. And that's kind of where we went to with it last night. Yeah. It was just uh, there's a time to keep and a time to cast away. You know, and the way that we were thinking about it anyway is, you know, friendships is sometimes there's a need and. Mm-hmm. There's a time to keep and hold on to certain people and a time to let those people go as well. Yeah. But I think it's kind of that way with anything. Um, it doesn't have to be friendships. It could be jobs. It could be, you know, hobbies. It could be anything. I mean, there's just a season for all things in life. Yeah. On the friendships, I I agree that God uses friends at certain seasons. I do yeah. find myself as I'm getting older is like my one of my goals in life now is to not lose any more friends. Really? Um, yeah. Huh, mine's not to make any more. <laughs> to not make any more. I keep thinking about all the weddings and funerals I got to <laughs> well, go to. <laughs> that's true. But <laughs> How many boxes do I really want to carry? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> go ahead. Boy, it's a rough day. Right. Uh, I, I think part of what we see here in Ecclesiastes, a time to keep, a time to cast away, is talking about material things as well. Yeah. Uh, do you? I really think that's some of the author here is trying to get across is like there's a time for gathering stuff, but really like we don't hold on to stuff. Yeah. Which as Americans we do. Yeah, we kind of hoard, don't we? We, we do. Um, <laughs> I, I think we find that out when we go to move, right? Yeah. So you've moved recently. Yeah, I recently moved. You recently moved. I did. I couldn't believe how much stuff I have. It's crazy, isn't it? How yeah. much just... Crap you accumulate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you try to go get, like, this the way we're moving, we need to get a storage shed for about a month. Yeah. Because we sold our house, need to buy another house. Storage sheds are all filled up. Right. You see them building, at least in Indianapolis, they're building them everywhere. And I always thought, why do they keep building all these storage units? Because Because I used. checked with three of them, and they were full. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, they can almost name their price. They and, can. Uh, they will be full. I mean, what a great business. Yeah. And it's know. just stuff. Yeah. Like, that you're never going to... It's just stuff. It's just crap that people are stuffing inside their 10 by 10 box that they rent. And 
That's it. It sits there until they either get tired of paying on it. Yeah. Or let me show you. Let me share some stats with you. What I you read got? today about keeping stuff. That's where I really see this verse going. Okay. Like, like yeah. material things. A third of all Americans keep something in their house that doesn't work. They just don't want to get rid of it. Really? Do you have anything in your house that doesn't work? You know it's probably never going to work, but you hold on to it. <laughs> don't say wife. <laughs> just no. kidding. Totally kidding, no. Rachel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I do. I've got some things in my house that don't work that I just yeah. don't want to get rid of it yet. Because maybe one day I'll find time. Yeah. yeah. One day I'll find time to work on it or fix it. Yeah, the survey mentioned that things that we keep that we we're never going to use, uh, yeah. old clothing, seasonal items such as beach chairs, uh, decorations uh, for like Christmas and things, yeah. um, and footwear make up most of the clutter. Yeah. Do you keep footwear that you're never going to wear? I used to. Um, I recently, when we moved, I purged. Dude, I had shoes. I mean, <laughs> I've been having 15 to 20 pairs of shoes. I'm like, oh, I'll just keep these crap shoes for cutting grass or for yeah. doing yard work or, you know, just whatever. And then you got nine pairs of cutting grass shoes and two pairs of shoes that you can yeah. actually wear out yep. somewhere. And it's like, okay, let's get rid of all this. Yep. The study said <laughs> the main reason that people hold on to unnecessary items is they think they'll end up needing it in the future. Yeah. Which is true. Like, so for your grass cutting shoes, like eventually right. I'm going to use these. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have some, uh, I got some black on black Chuck Taylors, mm-hmm. high tops, and some black on white ones. Yeah. I bet you I've worn them both twice in mm-hmm. 10 years. They're still in the box. Yeah, like, my, I don't know why I have them. My kids had at school. They had an like uh, you know how you have like special days sometimes. They had a '90s day where they yeah. had to dress like the '90s. Oh, so yeah. they were asking me like that's when I was in high school yeah. and things. And, and so I was like, hey, you should wear these shoes. Like, right. No, we're not going to wear those. Like, no, those are my shoes. I I played basketball with them in the '90s. Yeah, I still wear them uh, if I go play basketball, which is rare. But they're from the '90s. Like, yeah. so you can actually wear '90s shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Huh. Well, they ever need a size 11, Chuck Taylor's. Yeah. <laughs> I got them. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. Thanks. So the other thing that this, this study I was I was reading, it, it talked about that they surveyed, not a, not a lar- large number, but 32 middle-class dual-income families. Okay. So 32 families. And they, they went and kind of studied like the ones that had a lot of clutter. Yeah. And the scientists examined the, the amount of their stuff. And <laughs> How do you found sign up for that study? <laughs> that women in these homes who are cluttered, they have a lot of stuff. Yeah. They tend to be less happy with their marriage. They feel ineffectual. They uh, get depressed throughout the day. And they have greater fatigue in the evenings really? from their houses being overly cluttered and have hmm. too much stuff. And then the other part of this I found that's really convicting for me, and maybe some other guys can relate. They said the study also found that those that have unfinished home projects fall into the same category of feeling that way. Wow. Okay. You have any unfinished home projects? Just like one little one. <laughs> little to you. That's So, yeah, we always wanted to have a Dutch door. Yeah. Um, you know, like where the top opens or the bottom opens or I don't know what you call them. But anyway, so we cut a door in half the other day Yeah. and made a Dutch door. And I guess got like one little piece of trim left mm-hmm. to do on the bottom, but I just haven't finished it yet. Yeah. You got well, home projects? I, I always have home projects that are okay. unfinished. Yeah, it's a, it's a stressor around our house. Huh. Yeah, Let's not talk about you, it. Let's move on. We're going to have to get you to work on those yeah. projects. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. So the, <laughs> I don't want to bring those up. <laughs> the, the thing about it is that we, we keep all this stuff. And yeah. I think what the Solomon here is telling us that, hey, you keep acquiring things, but you're not going to take it with you. Right. Because the whole premise of what we're seeing in this chapter is, hey, there's a time to die. Like yeah. We saw that already. There's a time to die. You can't take things with you. So there's something greater that you should be trying to get other than stuff. Yeah. So it reminds me of there's a parable in Matthew uh, chapter 13 that talks about a guy who he knows there's this treasure in a field, and he sells everything he has to go buy this field Right. because he knows there's this treasure buried. Yeah. 
And so to me, I, that's how I kind of relate this verse to it is that, hey, there's something better than having all these things of this world. Yeah. So he's willing to let go of all of his possessions to go buy this field so that he can get this treasure, which for us, we would say, as Christians, I'm willing to let go of everything I have in order to take hold of Christ. Right. Because that's that's the best. And then when it comes time to die, I go spend eternity with him. Yeah. So I should be willing to let go of everything here. So to me, that that, that parable kind of helps me interpret this verse. Yeah. Um, Looks like you have something to say. I, I, I don't. Um, okay. I'm trying. I just, you know. <laughs> but I, I was just, I wrote down a few things on this yeah. today. Like I'm just trying to think of the clutter that I have now. Oh, you're still thinking about that. You know, I mean, I've got some stuff that yeah. I just need to get rid of. Yeah. Do you keep stuff because. I'm like going to use it to, one day. Yeah, you're going to use it yeah. one day. And some of it for me is a sense of pride. So even like I used to have a car that I kept forever. Yeah. That broke down, I thought, but I know how to fix it. Or I had right. several motorcycles that I kept in my garage. Like, yeah. I'm going to fix those one day. And Aren't so you became, down to one motorcycle I'm right down now? to one now. What a loser. Um, <laughs> I know. Gosh. But it's we, a fast one. we, we got to fix you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a sense of pride. Like, I don't want to get rid of this stuff. One day I'm going to use it. Yeah. It's this stuff I can't take with me. Yep. So. I get that. But this verse helps me think through it that I'll happily like let go of everything else here on earth right. to take hold of that treasure and that treasure alone. Yep. And so that's when I think of like a time to gather things. There is a time to gather things, but a time to gather things that matter for the kingdom or important things, yep. uh, not just the things of this world. So Yeah, I like it. you have anything to add to that or you want me to just keep going? Because I keep going on Oh, this. yeah, just keep on going. Keep on going. Okay. Yeah. So here's where I came at is that as Christians, we need a kingdom mindset. Yeah. So how do we apply that to even the things we buy here? So I'll make it pretty pretty convicting for you and I. All right, go ahead. So... Like, I was looking at new guns today. Really? Yeah. Did you find anything good? I did. Okay. See, I don't have a, I don't have a 22 pistol. Oh, I got a broken one. I'll sell you. <laughs> Do you? You're going to fix that one day? I'm going to fix it one yeah. day. <laughs> so I thought my daughter's been wanting to shoot, and I thought it'd be fun just to have, because it's cheap to shoot, yeah, and you can get right. ammo for it. So I, I was looking at some today, and then yeah. I thought, but do I really? And then what happens to me is I start looking at it, and it's like, okay, there's some cheaper models. But then yeah. Glock came out with one a couple of years ago. Right. I really like Glocks. So I thought yeah. maybe I should spend the extra money and get the Glock. Yeah, Austrians make two really good things in this world, Red Bull and Glock. Red Bull and Glock. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept I kept thinking, I need this. Yeah. But then, and it's not that you shouldn't buy things. Right. But then there needs to be a kingdom mindset. Like, how much stuff do I actually need? Yeah. And I'm not going to take it with me. And am I investing in the kingdom? Or am I going to find myself a gun safe? You might take it with you. I am younger than you, and I'll be your friend. You'll take it. I'll send it with you. Just bury me with that. Your rod and your staff changes a little bit when it's your rod and your Glock. (laughs) Anyways, I thought guns we could relate to, but it could be anything, right? right? And it could just be junk you hold on to. Did you buy the Glock? Because I've been wanting to shoot one. The 22. Not yet. Okay. I got to find one in stock someplace. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I'll Mm. start praying about it. (laughs) (laughs) But looking for a kingdom perspective is, I think, what we need to have. So asking myself, am I investing in the kingdom? Um, Am I trying to gather things just here on earth? Um, Or am I trying to look at, hey, only God can truly satisfy? Because what what happens is that guy knew when he's buying that field that that treasure is going to bring true satisfaction. So here on earth, that all these things, like even if I get that new Glock, doesn't matter. Six months down the road, I'm going to send you a text like, "Hey man, look at this new gun. Like yeah. I need to get this. Yeah. Right? Think it brings some type of satisfaction, and it's not. Right. And so it the, brings like instant gratification, it does. but it doesn't bring long term satisfaction. Yeah. Um, like you get that new car and it smells great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until the new car smells gone, and then it's like, know? I need a new one. So right. That's what my truck, like I've been really excited with it. It got hit on Sunday. Oh, man. And now I'm ready for a new one. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> I, I'm blaming you. 
I drove, so the whole way home that day, I drove and I looked at every white vehicle that I saw yeah. in Beach Grove because I thought I was going to find one back in the So year. here's what happened. Nick and I, after church, uh, he's like, hey, you want to go get some get some lunch? Like, sure, yeah. let's go grab some wings. So yeah, so we got some wings. Went over to a local place. I backed in, and I made sure I backed really far in so I right. wasn't hanging out. Yeah. We were in there a while, a couple hours. I think some idiot tried to back into the spot next to you yeah. and missed it. Hit my front of my truck, yeah. and we came out, and it was, I mean, it was got a pretty good. Like, it smashed up pretty decent. Smashed up, um, yep. White paint all over it, yeah. all over a black truck, you yeah. know. We went dri- I went driving around for some, looking for some white vehicles. Yeah. So didn't find any. But. Okay. Anyways, what, oh, I was saying. Yeah. I was, you know, I was telling Karen on the way home. I was like, you know, now that my truck's wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> can I give it to one of the kids, and <laughs> I can go like, buy a new one? <laughs> we have a daughter that's going to need a vehicle soon. Right. This will be safe for, it's time for a new one. Right. How'd that go? <laughs> I'm still driving the same truck. Gotcha. I'm going to be driving that truck next 20 years. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, the kingdom, right? Right. <laughs> so back to that. That's where we keep going back to. Yep. So he is better than anything, anything this world has to offer. Yeah. And I think just trying to grasp that, that yep. we'll always be left empty if we're going after things in this world, yep. which kind of goes back to the overall theme to what we're saying here in, in this book, in Ecclesiastes, that Solomon's saying he had everything. Yeah. All the money, and I think you mentioned all the nice chariots or something a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, all of the... You said women and chariots Yeah, or I think the women that yeah, ride in okay. the chariots, yeah. But just on the chariots, you had the nicest chariots. Yeah. It's like the chariots don't bring satisfaction. It's like the chariots with spinners. Yeah, the know. chariots with spinners. So the, the Ford F-150 Raptor that I want to get next, yeah. that's not happening. It's not going to bring satisfaction. It's not happening yet. Not happening yet. And it will yeah. probably bring satisfaction for longer than a normal Ford, mm-hmm. you know. I'll probably get it like in 20 years. I'll get a 2020 model or something. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Good, because I was kind of on the same plan. Okay. We'll get yeah. matching ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the kingdom's what brings it. So, yep. I think what, what I've learned today, maybe encourage you guys with, is this like, look at your life and really ask, like when you're acquiring things, ask yourself the question, like, am I working towards the kingdom? Right. And maybe read that parable there in Matthew chapter 13. Yeah. Of, are you grasping hold of Christ and Him alone, or are you really trying to find satisfaction with things here in this world? Yep. So, yeah, this has been and I've enjoyed. And not that this. it's not okay to get new things, no. um, but you know, just keep keep that in check. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be the newest, the latest, the greatest uh, all the time. Ask yourself: Is there something different that you could be doing with your time, your money, your resources that would have a kingdom impact versus a little bit of instant gratification for yourself? Yeah, I think um, a good way to keep that in check is one is pray about it. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, talk to some of your buddies who are spiritually minded and yep. see what they think about it. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, throw out specific things on this because I think everyone's life's different. Oh, yeah. Um, things. But I think if you're praying about it, seeking wisdom, and if you're asking some other people who are walking with Jesus yep. to give some input into it. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Anything else today? No, I think we did pretty good today. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did good too, Nick. Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. We plan on doing a great job next week too. <laughs> see you guys. 